Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your word. And I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will give us revelation and understanding of your truth and your ways, Father. Lord, we don't want to miss anything that you have for us, Lord. We want to get into the full measure of what you want us to know, want us to see, and want us to be and do, Lord. We open our heart to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say. We take heed of what you say, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord worked in my heart to talk about the church lately, and I will go back to the sermon series called Rejoice Always in a few weeks. But the Lord wants to really remind all of us about His church, the local church. Our Mission in this church is to build the glorious church in the end time, full of the presence of God. Glorious include the presence of God and the holiness of God. That is full of the manifest presence of God, the word of God, and God's people will grow up to become more like Jesus Christ. That is our mission and vision in this church. And I believe totally, according to the scripture, that the best instrument to win the world for Jesus Christ is the local churches. Everywhere we go, we will plant local churches. Because if I go as an evangelist and preach and come back home, a lot of people will backslide and go back to the old way. But when we go there and preach the gospel, save people, we see people come into the kingdom. They need to gather together to become a local church. Because out of that local church, they will be able to, again, preach the gospel locally, make disciples locally, without us staying there. So this is the way of God. God sent us to preach the gospel, make disciples, then they gather together to build the local church. As believers, we need to understand about the local church. Otherwise, we will miss a big part of our life. I thank God after I got saved, in 1981 by the Southern Baptist American Missionary. They taught me right away about local church. And I learned so much from all these missionaries. Uh, there are four missionaries at that time. So I decided after I got saved, I said, God, I came out from Buddhism. I'm going to go 100% with your word. I want to use the word of God to be my standard, to be my truth and my way. I'm not going to go out of this scripture. I'm not going to use Thai way, American way, but I'm going to use heaven's way in the Bible. So in this church, everything we do, we need to be able to answer, where is in the Bible? If you tell me, I want to do this, I want to do this kind of function in the church, where is in the Bible? If you cannot find it for me, I'm sorry, I don't want that. I just want to follow the Bible. So we're going to look in the Bible. What is the local church? And I make a decision 
that I gonna follow the Bible and this church gonna follow the Bible together. We are not gonna go out from the Bible. I'm not gonna bring Thai culture here. I'm gonna bring Bible culture here. The way we do things. The best way and the easiest way to learn about the church is to understand that the church is a spiritual family. The church is compared to many things, such as an army, the field, the bride, the temple, and also the family, and also the body. You can see the function of the church from different analogies here. The body, the temple, the bride, the family, the field, the army. But now we're going to emphasize the family. Church is a local family. And God established two kinds of families on earth. The first family is the natural family, Adam and Eve. And after that, he established the second family, church family. Other institutions, job institution, Boeing, Microsoft, even family institution, I and Pasada, all other institutions one day will be gone. The only institution in this planet Earth that will last for eternity, that is the church institution. That's why I spend so much time and energy to build the local church because I want to build something that will last for eternity. I don't want to build something that one day is going to be gone. And God gives us the blueprint here. The Bible is the blueprint. He is a God of order. He is a God of good organization. He's a God of well done, good. So if you want to understand how to build a natural family, how to be a good husband and wife, how to be good godly parents, we need to look in this book, Blueprint of the Family. And if you want to build the local church, we need to look at this book, the Bible, the Blueprint, the Way of God. As believers, I believe that you love Jesus. How many people love Jesus here? How many people appreciate that Jesus laid down his life for you and me? You, you appreciate. You want to pay back to him? You want to show appreciation and gratitude to him? Yes, I want to. Somebody did, did good thing to me, I want to pay back. I want to do some good thing back to that person. In the same way, in order to show love to Jesus, we need to be a part of building the local church. Because Jesus said, I may build, is that right? Did Jesus say, I think about it. One of these days when I feel good, I am going to build a church. No. He said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So that is the heart desire of our Lord who died for us. So if we love Jesus and we know his heart, we say, I'm going to be part of building your churches around the world. Definitely starting from Jerusalem, Seattle, Judea, next door, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. We focus here first, and out of this center, we can build churches all over the world. God desire for every believer to get involved in this mission, building the local church. And God knows that the family is a very important institution in a natural way. When Pastor Da delivered Tanida, a baby Tanida many years ago, it would be so dumb 
to put Tanida in the garbage can and on the street and leave her there and just say bye bye. Is that right? What did Tanida need? Tanida need a family. We took her out of the hospital, came home, and raised her up in a family. She received support, training, teaching, provision, protection, education, all kind of things, food, nourishment, everything is given to Tanidab and Joy and Paul in the family. In the same way, in the spiritual life, we need a family. We need to be in a good family. That is the local church. So in the local church, we're going to receive the blessing from the Lord. How many people got healed in this church? Raise your hand up. I got healed when I come to church. God moved and God touched me and God healed me. We receive training and maturity. We will receive protection, spiritual protection, that the enemy cannot touch you. We can receive miracles, training, nurturing, the favor of God, and we can grow up to be strong, not baby forever, until we can bless other people. Now our church is in the situation that we can bless Germany, Switzerland, Thailand. We bless many nations and hopefully we can go to Netherlands too. So whatever God opened the door, we will go to bless all those nations together. The church is the place of blessing. And God's people will receive protection and receive training. So as a believer, we need to join the local church and participate in his desire to bless the world for Jesus Christ. And we want to really be used by God and we need to be trained. That's why the church is also called army. We come here to be trained to be the fighter, to be the warrior, to fight the spiritual warfare. We are the soldiers of Christ. The church is the army, and the church is also a family. We need to understand the importance of God's family, the church. Participate in the local church. Get involved in the local church. Receive some advice, some teaching, and training in the local church. If we come to church, I went to visit so many big temples or big cathedrals in Europe. And I walk in there. I saw a statue of Mary and St. Peter and all this stuff. And I walk in. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said like this to me. It's not all about all this statue. It's not about all this grand, big marble building. He said to me, it's about my people. It's about my people love me, become my disciple, know the Bible, get strong, get anointed and go out to win the world for me. It's not about all this beautiful building at all. It's about my people. But so many times, spirit of religion come in and make Christians go to church as a religion. They walk in and have two hour or one hour dry cleaning service. And after the dry cleaning service, one hour, they look at that watch and say, when pastor going to finish his preaching? I need to hurry to go back to my football game. I want to get out of here ASAP. Hurry up, pastor. Don't preach too long. And then right after the sermon, shoop, get out of here. And never get involved in anything 
If you treat the church that way, number one, you treat God as religion. Number two, you treat the church as a hotel. You get in, you sleep, and you leave, and let other people do the, make the bed. You treat the church as a restaurant. You come in, you pay five bucks in the offering bag to pay for this food a little bit. And after that, you get out, you don't have to be involved in cleaning the dish or setting up the table. You treat the church as a hotel and as a restaurant. The church is not a hotel. The church is not a restaurant. The church is a family. So we're going to look at the characteristic of the family together. Let's look at the first scripture. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body or the church. The Apostle Paul wrote these scriptures concerning family and concerning the church. He put the two things together, natural family and a spiritual family, as a parallel picture. He said that a family started when a man and a woman love one another and decided to get married and live together in the same place. The family starts when the marriage starts. A husband and a wife. And a husband and a wife come together, stay together with love and commitment. Commitment. When I marry Pastor Da, I never have an idea of separating from her or walking away from her. I'm going to be with my wife until death separate us or until Jesus come back. Marriage is a picture of commitment between husband and wife. And the same way, Jesus is our bridegroom, and we are his bride. So when we come into relationship with the Lord, in fact, we are engaged with him, and we are ready to get married with him. So the picture of the church the picture of Christian life is a picture of commitment. Everyone say commitment. There must be a commitment in a natural family. Up or down, whatever happened, we're going to stay together. We will cry together, laugh together. When we face poverty, we're going to stay together. When we become rich, we're going to become rich together. It's commitment together, husband and wife. In the same way, we commit our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you are not a Christian who say, I'm going to follow Jesus only two months, and after that, I will have to leave. I hope not. I hope that after you give your life to Jesus, you say, I'm going to be with Jesus until the last day, until I go to heaven. I commit my life to my Lord. But we never see Jesus. He is in heaven how we commit our life to Jesus in a practical way on this earth. I have never seen Jesus either. I'm glad I never seen him. Because Jesus, blessed are those who never seen me but believe me. 
I'm blessed because I believe, but I never seen Jesus. But I know one thing: I commit my life to Jesus. And when I commit my life to Jesus, how I can do that in a practical way? I commit my life to His body, the church. He is the head. The church is the body. I participate in the bride of Christ, in the local church, and definitely. I need to find a local church to commit because there are so many churches out there. So we need to eventually make a decision to commit to a local church, and then we participate in the activities over there. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse two say, "I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promise you to one husband, who is our husband, to Christ." So that I might present you as a pure virgin to Him. The picture of the church is a picture of a bride, pure bride, fall in love with the husband, dedicated to the husband, have one love, one heart for the husband. No second man, no third man, just one man. That is Jesus Christ. But not only that, pure virgin. I tell you, sometime when I heard the story of a church that start to go on into sinning or do something bad, or the pastor commit adultery or cheat money, I feel so grief inside me, because the church is the place of holiness. The church is the place of purity. Our God is pure and holy and righteous. I promise God, as long as I live, I hope I live a long life in this church. I hope I can be pastor in this church until until 120 years old. Okay, maybe I will live longer than you. I don't know, but I'm gonna live a long life. I'm not gonna die easily. But as long as I live and I'm a pastor of this church, I tell you, I will not let any sin or any bad stuff come in here, because I want to prepare this church to be a pure virgin, purity, holiness before we met Jesus Christ. We meet Jesus Christ, Amen. That's my conviction. The church must be a pure place, a holy place, before we meet the Lord Jesus Christ, before the second coming of the Lord. Therefore, as a church, we hold on to the Bible. The Bible is our way. We also welcome the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the person. Who help us to live a holy life, and we're gonna follow what the Bible say. We are not gonna commit adultery to the world system. We are not gonna invite the world system into this house. We are not gonna pull in the practice of other religions like Hinduism, um, Muslim, or Buddhism into the church. We're gonna be faithful to our. Bridegroom, this is his book. We're gonna follow that. Somebody told me in Europe this trip. They say that they have a picture of Satan and with the harlot on the back of Satan, a statue. We don't want to be harlot. We don't want to be riding on the back of the beast or Satan. We want to follow only the Lord Jesus. I am so thankful that today Guac pull out all the song that talk about the name of Jesus. I love it. Jesus is the center of this church. Amen. 
We are not going to follow the perishable things of the world, the world system, demon, evil spirit, or Satan. We're going to follow only the Lord Jesus, His Word, and His Holy Spirit only. We want to prepare ourselves to be the bride of Jesus, and we want to build the bride of Jesus all over the world. I will never compromise in this house uh, because one day I'm going to stand before Jesus. I'm going to only stick to the truth of God. Amen? So we need to find a local church to be a part of, to be a part of our life as a family. Definitely, sometime when we move into a city, we have to kind of visit different churches and find out what church we should be a part of. I understand that. We also need to pray that the Holy Spirit will lead us what church we should be a part of. I want to give you some guidelines. Definitely, God doesn't want us to hop from church to church every Sunday. He wants us to be a part of that church. In Psalm chapter 92, verses 12 to 15, the Bible says, The righteous, how many people want to be the righteous? The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. A palm tree has a characteristic of being straight up, upright and straight up with fruit on the top. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Cedar of Lebanon is a magnificent tree, very beautiful, good-looking, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. When you are the righteous man or righteous woman who plant yourself in a good local church, you will be like a palm tree. Your life will be upright. Your life will be upright, straight up. People look at you and say, wow, this guy is not crooked. This guy is good. I can trust him. And you will produce fruit in your life. You will go higher and higher like a palm tree. Our life will go higher, just like the eagle. Go higher in the things of God. And you look so awesome and beautiful like a cedar of Lebanon. And not only that, the Bible said they will still bear fruit in old age. How many people want to bear fruit at 80 years old? I want to. At 80 years old, my goal is that when they walk close to somebody with demon, the demon have to go out. Wherever I show up, that place is going to be prosperous and have a lot of money because the anointing in my life. Wherever I go, sickness have to leave. I can still be fruitful at old age. I expect to be fruitful at old age. They will stay fresh and green. You look younger than age. You look good. Proclaiming the Lord. And not only that, when people look at you, when people look at your life, they say, the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no wickedness in him. You will be a testimony everywhere you go. Wow. God is good. He is the rock of my salvation he is the testimony of how good God is. What kind of righteous man is going to live that way until old age? A man and a woman who plant himself in the house of God. Root yourself in the house of God. Now I will give you some principle. What kind of church you should be a part of? What kind of church you should be a member of or get involved with? Number one, the church that exalts Jesus Christ. Not exalt a man, not exalting the name of the church or the organization or denomination. Only Jesus is exalted. 
Number two, the church that preached the word of God without compromise. Number three, the church that welcomed the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit become the leader of that church. Number four, the church that you see the leaders and members do the best to obey the word of God, like to pray, like to give to the poor, live a holy life, obey the word of the Lord. Not only that, you should join the church with godly leadership, servant leader, not bossy leader, servant leader who want to serve other people. Godly leadership is so important. I tell you the truth. I always say, say to Pastor Da, I'm not excited about signs and wonders that much. Frankly, people can come in and perform signs and wonders. The first thing I want to see, what is your life at home? How do you treat your wife? How do you spend your money? Life character of leadership is very important, more important than signs and wonders. Because Satan can perform signs and wonders too. So I want to make sure that I follow or put myself, submit under godly leadership. Because godly leadership will cover you and shut the door, become a gatekeepers who prevent the devil to come in to destroy you and your kids and your family. The good godly leadership is a gatekeeper. How you can guard the gate? You need to live a holy life. You need to really fear God. If you're goofy, you do some bad things, cheat money, commit adultery, you open the door for the devil to come in and destroy the church. No way. Not with Pastor Lau. I'm a martial art guy. Come in. Devil, get out of here. I kick them out by holiness, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I will not let the devil to come in, destroy my members here. No way. Period. Amen. We need to have godly leadership. We need to make disciples. The good church will make disciples. That's why we, we have men discipleship group, women discipleship. We have care group. We have camp. We get together and we study the Bible together. We have different classes in the church off and on. Not only that, the church should have mission effort. Should think about mission. Think about the world that needs Jesus Christ. The church need to have the heart desire to grow spiritually until we all become like Jesus Christ. Not a religious church. Just come and participate in religion. The church should be full of love. You walk in. You feel it. Wow, people love me. People care about me. They care for me. They love me. The atmosphere of the church should be full of love. And last thing, the church should be holy. The church, the leadership and members are serious about living a holy life. Amen? These are all characteristic, and you can pick and choose yourself what church you want to join. But for me, all this principle are the things that I choose what kind of church I want to be a part of. I want to tell you, I and Pastor Da have been running this church for years, and we see that when we follow all this principle, our children are safe. Our sons and daughters are safe because they are in a safe place. The devil cannot touch our children because we are living in the protection of God. Amen? So important to be in the right church. In Psalm 127, verse 3, sons are the heritage from the Lord. 
Psalm 127, verse 3. Sons are the heritage from the Lord. Children, a reward from Him. The first principle is commitment. We commit to Jesus and we commit to His body. When you join the church, you commit there. You participate there. Two, the church evangelize and also get new people saved, non-believers saved. The church should be the place of evangelism, reaching out and have spiritual sons and daughters. This evening, Pastor Dan and I plan to go to a hospital in Renton to visit a non-believer who got really sick. And we want to preach the gospel to him. We pray that the anointing will touch his heart, that he will be saved. Amen? We want to save soul. We go to hospital, we visit people. So we produce children, spiritual children. I'm so glad to see that the spiritual children in the church have been blessed. In the family, when you get married, you have children as well. And what do you do to your children? You take care of them, you protect them, you teach them, you train them, you provide for them. You make sure that they are trained to grow up to be a mature man and a mature woman who is successful in life. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, Train a child in the way he should do, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. We need to train our children. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 17, Discipline your son, and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. If you train your children well, when they grow up, it will bring peace and joy to you. But if you let them go goofy, do whatever bad things, never correct, never teach and train, when they grow up, it will bring headache. They will bring headache to you. So we need to train and discipline and teach our children the way it should go. My children know very well. Anytime I call them to sit down with me, they know that something serious is coming up. Because I will sit there and speak very calmly, but seriously. They know they are being corrected. I'm not using my emotion, I just, but I need to correct my children. So I call my children, hey, can I talk to you a minute? They know something coming up. And I sit down and I smile and I say, you know, I don't agree with that. I need to teach my children. In the same way, we need to teach God's children. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make churchgoers, pure warmer of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And make the church as a uh, entertainment place with nice light and nice song. People happy. Is that right? No. He said what? Make disciples, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's why we produce a lot of MP3 teaching. Series after series, we put teaching in our YouTube because we know that you come later on, you never listen to the 10 years ago teaching. You can go back and listen again. We want to teach everything. The church is a place of teaching and training children of God. We need to teach God's children. 
train them, shepherd them. Amen. In the book of John, chapter 21, Jesus said, "Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love God's people, you feed them. You make disciples." In the life of God's people, you care for them. You correct them. Sometimes I need to call some member to me and Pastor Da and say, "You know, I don't agree with that." Some people get mad, may leave the church. That's okay, but we have to correct so that the blood will not be on my head. And they, one day they may repent and come back, and they turn around. So I want to let you know in this church, if you do something wrong. If you try to bring something unbiblical into this church, hello, can I meet you? Can I sit down with you, look at the Bible together, what you're doing here? We need to do correction. We need to do some teaching. And you can correct me too. Don't take me wrong. I am a sheep of God too. If I do something wrong, call me. Meet me personally. Show me, and I'm willing to repent if I'm wrong. But please do it. Personally, don't bring to the pulpit and correct me on the pulpit. Okay, so we need to do this on a personal level, and we need to have classes. We have care group to train people that they learn how to lead people in prayer, how to give offering. We have care group. We have Bible classes. We have camp. We have all kind of things to make disciple. I have men group once a month. I have discipleship group. Pastor, I have discipleship group, and. We have youth group, Mandarin speaking group. All this, all about discipleship, all about training. I want to see more and more training in the church. People will learn how to serve the Lord and learn the word. And we want people to grow up in the way of the Lord. We don't want people to sit here being religious people and be baby forever. Amen. So God wants us to do that. In Galatians chapter three verse twenty six, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We are sons and daughters of God. We need training. We need teaching, including me. I need teaching and training. I need to grow up myself. We all have not arrived yet. We all need to grow and learn and get correction and training. We all need to humble ourselves. To the Lord, and God definitely put leaders in the church. This is the way God works. In Ephesians chapter four, verses eleven to thirteen, and He, mean Jesus Himself, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. God anointed some to be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers to train God's children. We trained you, and you could rise up and grow up to become mature man and woman. And you also take care of the younger believers in the church. 
We all, this is a cycle of life. I was a baby. I was a toddler. I was a teenager. My dad trained me. I grow up. I get married. Then I train my children. One day, I will be gone. My son and my daughter will train their children. Cycle of life. One generation to the next generation. In the same way, today, in this generation, in this church, God used me to train you, to teach you. But when my time is over, somebody going to rise up, maybe some young man who's sitting here, become a pastor. Take the same spirit, spirit of loving God, heart of shepherd, like Joshua took the job after Moses. Next generation rise up, train the next generation again until Jesus come back. You see the cycle here? We all come in and get trained. And the next generation rise up. If you understand this, you should be willing to be trained. You should be willing to be used by God to train other people. Make disciples. Go and make disciples. It's not a command only for the pastor, for every believer. You may not be a pastor, that's okay. But you can help younger believers in the church. Maybe somebody just got saved here. You greet that person and say, can I invite you for dinner? Come to my home. I want to encourage you. I'll pray for you. You may not be a pastor, but you get involved in helping people to grow. Love the Lord. Commit to the local church. You don't have to do it with a title. I I hope I'm clear to you. Amen? How many people say, I want to be involved in making disciples? Before you can make disciples, you need to be made disciples first. You need to be trained first. Is that right? But your heart is there. Sister Tai sitting here. I came to America. I was not a pastor yet. I went to an American church called Christ Church of Northgate. And I met her. She was a Thai student. I preached the gospel to her. She got saved. And Pastor Da went to her home. And we began to teach her. What is repentance? Who is the Holy Spirit? I was not a pastor, but I know that no one else is going to reach out to her. She's a Thai woman, Thai student. The pastor of Northgate Church is not going to talk to her. They speak English, she speaks Thai. So I get involved and try to bring her to church, try to help her to grow in the Lord. Is it, is it clear? I did this since I was not a pastor because I believe in making disciples. I believe that God's people need to grow up and I tell you, the more you help people to grow, the more you grow. Listen one more time. When you give your life to help people to grow up, you grow more faster. But if you sit around doing nothing, you will not grow that much. You need to get involved in making disciples. Amen? The church is the place of training disciples. Training and teaching. Number one, the church is the place of commitment. Two, the church is the place of training and making disciples. We'll come back next time. I, I taught only half of what I prepared today, but that's okay. Is it clear? That is New Hope International Church. We want to put this teaching into practice. It's going to be our lifestyle. We don't want to be just hearer of the word. We want to be doer of the word of God. 
when you walk into this church, you're gonna see living Bible. We're gonna do it. We're gonna put it into practice. Amen. Amen. So please, if you want to be discipled, talk to the pastor here. We can set up discipleship group. We can train you, and you can disciple other people. You have, some of you have been a Christian for a long time. You know the Bible more than a lot of young believers in this church. You can help them, love them, go out play tennis with them, encourage them, pray for them, whatever you can to have somebody around you. Have you ever heard the word G12? The G12 say that everyone should have 12 disciples. Uh, I'm not against them, but I, I think it's a little bit too legalistic to me. Some of us may not be able to have 12 disciples, we're too busy. Some of us may have tw- 25 disciples. Some of us may have only two disciples, but at least one disciple better than nothing. We should disciple somebody. Ladies, take care of younger ladies in the church. Men, look for another man younger than you. Disciple that man. Amen? Amen. Everyone say disciple. disciple. Everyone say commitment. Amen. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn your biblical principle. The parallel pictures of the natural family. Commitment, training children, and the spiritual family. Commitment and training God's children. Father, we promise you, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to practice this in this church. And all of your people will be doers of the word of God. We thank you so much, Lord, for reminding all of us. Some of us are old believers. We have been Christian for a long time. But we may miss this basic truth. Help us, Lord, to put your truth into practice. We want to be your obedient disciple. We're going to do what you say. We don't want to be just, Lord, nominal Christians or just speaking Christian. We want to be doing Christian, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless all of us, anoint all of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to practice what the Bible says this afternoon. We're going to fellowship in lunchtime. We're going to have lunch today. During the lunchtime, you can make disciples, talking to young believers. You can fellowship. You can show commitment. You can make the church as a place of love, that we love one another. Spend time together to show love to one another. Amen. God bless all of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.